0: Hi, and welcome to season two of Big Sound Small Town, the podcast that spotlights the talented and diverse musicians in small towns and communities. This season, we're branching out to include the community of people who make it possible for musicians to be able to perform their music the producers, the recording engineers, the venue owners, and many others. And as always, the small town musicians. Remember, small town doesn't mean small town. Hear their stories. Piece of the song Juliana which Cole Airwood has climbing up the bluegrass charts at the moment She and Daniel have been the first people to have their podcast put up during what I've come to call the isolation sessions or the quarantine tapes uh, it's done via telephone which will have a different sound than I've had in the past, but it is the current situation. Uh, it's a good story. Give it a listen. Thank you. Today, Big Sound Small Town is coming to you from parts unknown in what is come to be dubbed as the isolation sessions. Or even the COVID 19 sessions. And my guests today are bluegrass singer songwriters, multi instrumentalists, Carly Arrowwood and Daniel Thrillkill. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you for having us.
1: Yes, thanks so much. All right. Happy to be
0: here. Well, let's start this uh Where are you guys at today? <laughs>
2: The convenience store because my house out in the out in the country doesn't have a good enough signal to do this so okay. i drove about 12 miles down to the convenience store to get a good signal
0: <laughs> see people <laughs> like to know that you know
1: <laughs> all
0: right daniel where you at
1: in, i'm sitting in my bedroom
0: okay in, um, that's good that's in, good in
1: mount Olive,
0: north carolina okay it's a
1: beautiful day and yeah. uh you know Pretty comfortable right
0: now, so. Well, that's (laughs) good. That's good. All right. So, um, so what's the latest news you have about your music?
2: Wow. Oh, yeah. Um, well, we've been doing a lot from home. Yeah. Um, as a, a lot of musicians are these days, it seems like. Um, we actually just did a little acapella video together since we're not able to to get up and practice and play together we did a song for easter over the acapella app so daniel recorded his part first and then i went back and did mine after he sent it to me so that was pretty interesting
1: it was it was a it was a different experience that i've never experienced quite (laughs) i don't quite like anything like that in my life but
0: um, i do it was yeah good. we probably <laughs> need to talk about that because there is a lot of that going on actually my own yeah. band has done it and uh it was kind of a disaster the first round so you know <laughs> that's uh,
1: what we thought at first as well and, uh,
0: <laughs> we had a little but, sinking um, problem but um or a little delay actually so but you know we looked yeah. out so
1: it's yeah, it's we to, yeah it yeah. took us a little bit to get it to get it dialed in but um we were pretty pretty pleased with it i've seen
0: it it so is I'm good so that yeah. that is uh, that is something new we're all having to learn right now i mean that's right yes, it's, but, uh, um, and and I, then
2: I just released a single my first my debut single came out a little over a month ago um so it's been we've been trying to get people to to hear it on Spotify and Apple Music and stuff, so it's it's been good. It's it's been an experience too. Yeah. Um, just right. recently signed on with Mountain Home Music Company, and they've been a, a huge blessing to me. So, um, more music hopefully from them in the in the coming months when all this lets up. Yeah,
0: I, I'm thinking that it, oh, it's the good news! Yay, um, I got a recording we love contract. We love the good news. Yep. Uh, The bad news is I can't go. But, you know, (laughs) but I mean, we'll look at the bright side is that when things clear up, we got a lot to look forward to.
1: That's That's right. right. Uh, Yeah. And um, in the meantime, too, here at home, we're kind of constantly trying to rack our brains to write some new original music for um, different different things. I've got a band called the Trailblazers that I also play with. Right. Been writing some music for them and, um, we're going to be hopefully recording an album soon when all this is over, and great things for me and Carly. We've got got some cool ideas in the works, and um, I think as many times as we've said, when all this is over, we need to write yeah, a song called "When All right.
0: This Is <laughs> Over." It's <laughs> a good right. idea, really. Actually, um, we
1: have a lot of songs.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, can you rehearse with your other band? Are we-,
1: um, we are trying to work on a way to do that, uh, and, and you know, wisely, wisely do that. Um, Haven't really come up with many, many other options other than, you know, getting together and just being safe while we
0: do that, but
1: we We haven't had a good practice in a few weeks. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, I can tell you from my end, we have not either, Uh, (laughs) and actually we have not got together to live stream, Uh, a lot of people are, there's a lot of venues for that these days, but. uh, Right,
1: yeah, we've anticipated trying to do that as well, but. You know,
2: we, were a little bit a we were able to do one live stream. We were, yeah, yeah. Was yeah. the last yeah. time people so got to come to my house before everything kind of shut down. Yep.
0: We well, we
2: were able to squeeze one
0: in. Yep, that was good. I am proud of you guys for the social distancing that you are doing. I know that is tough. So. <laughs> it's <laughs> not, not my favorite thing. Yeah. yeah
1: it's
0: not great. No, <laughs> no, it's it's not, and you know, so all right. Who wants to start, on? Um, it's obvious to people who are listening to this, and we'll have stuff to back this up with your music. And uh, we have something special coming out, too, a project. Uh, yes. And uh, they'll get to see you live play your songs. But, mm-hmm. now, you guys are fabulous musicians, but h- how did you get there? I mean, how, okay, let everyone know. Well, I don't know if this is so good or not. If you want to tell the people how old you are, this would be a great time. Okay, that's good. I will
1: say that like I am the younger of the two of Okay. Uh, <laughs> not that much, though. Not well. I mean, speak for yourself, honey. Um, I, will, uh,
0: I will tell you these, these people are very young.
1: <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to be turning 23 in a few weeks, and, and um, at the end of April, Carly's going to be This is your 24th year in in this world, isn't it, honey? In September, I'll be
2: twenty-four.
1: Yes, that's right.
0: That's great. And um, So, yeah,
1: I I started playing guitar when I was about, I would say, 12 years old. But my mom and uh, dad encouraged us to take piano lessons, and I took piano from, I don't know, maybe from the age of seven, six or seven, to about um, 12 years old and i didn't i didn't love lessons i didn't enjoy it as i probably would now but um <laughs> yeah. it really laid a good foundation for the for for guitar i really took a liking to guitar around 12 13 14 and started uh, taking from a guy in statesville north carolina named john marler and he uh kind of got me loving bluegrass and loving tony rice and a bunch of flat pickers and things like that so that's really where a lot of my music, musical journey began. I started singing lots of hymns uh, in in church, and my mom always had us singing hymns all every morning. We were homeschooled, and we would sing hymns in uh, different parts, different part harmony, and stuff like that in the mornings. And it was it was a really fun time. Oh, so, so. you
0: learned harmony at an early age, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I say that's that's that's, that's kind of where it began for me.
0: <laughs> well, thank is anyone yeah. else in your family musical?
1: Um, my mother plays piano very well, and she sings very well. Dad uh, had the first guitar that I ever played, and he's
0: um he he plays chords and strums. And yeah, um, that's okay. Kind of made a way made a way for that to happen. <laughs> right. So, oh yeah. That's uh that's pretty
1: that's the extent of it right there. Okay. My grandmother played piano as well, which she was very good at it.
0: Okay, I um. Yeah. And so it sounds like you had parental support with your m- music.
1: Oh yes, always. That's always. great. Just very encouraging of of this and uh, supportive, and it's just been a blessing. So.
0: At at what kind of age? <laughs> it, what? Well, let me back this up. Now nope. you to to at some point you took and put this in a band, right?
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Uh, I mean, you took lessons and you decided. I need a bluegrass band.
1: Right. <laughs> um, as, as everybody says right. that, too. So, um,
0: so, so but, I mean, what kind of steps did you take towards that?
1: So I when I started taking guitar lessons from John Marler, uh, there was a buddy in church named John Lee who was taking banjo lessons from the same fellow. So oh, okay. um, we ended up, our, our church's name is Back Creek Presbyterian Church, okay. and we decided to form a band at the Galax, or no, not the Galax, the, uh, Union Grove Fiddlers Convention in 2014, we decided to form a band in the youth band category and compete as the Back Creek Bluegrass Boys. Um, so we had myself on guitar, John Lee on banjo, and then my brother, Will, uh, had picked up the bass by then, and then we're learning the upright bass, and so he was, he was the third member, and, um, when that was that was the start of the bluegrass band for me.
0: <laughs> oh, that's good. I mean and that's a ambitious yeah. start. I mean, it's a it's a ambitious place to go play probably your first job. No, it was fun. It was it was a cold day and it was we, we ended up getting second place out of three people or three bands and so,
1: you know, it's not too bad. We were pretty excited. Yeah. And um, as it so happens, that was the first place that Carly and I kinda met. We just didn't really get to know each other very well.
0: So. Was she there doing something? Was she there playing?
1: She was. She was actually in the adult band contest. Ah. Um. Because she was a lot better than we were
0: <laughs> at the
1: time. Oh. And still, but um. So that was fun. That was a fun time. Yeah. It thinks I don't remember when we met, but I totally
0: do. You really? You, you
1: really do? I, I, re- I remember, but Carly, you know, she doesn't. Maybe not remember
0: those things. I do much. remember. Was your, was your band better? Was your band better? Carly was your band better than his. Do hey, what? Was your band better than than Daniel's?
2: Well, <laughs> yes. I play, so,
3: I can't
0: say. <laughs> uh, good answer. That's a good answer. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, now Well, we'll come back to the trailblazers, and let's go to Carly. All right, back me up from that Union Grove Fiddlers Convention.
2: (laughs) Well, let's back up about, oh, let's see, how many years? Probably seven or eight years. Um, Actually, farther than that, because when I was only about three, um, we – we used to watch a lot of UNC TV and PBS programs sure. at my house when mm-hmm. I was really small, and I don't remember if we saw some kind of symphony performance. I don't, I, I don't think Celtic Woman was together at this point, um, but it was some kind of performance like that, and right. I saw um, a violin player or a fiddle player or something, and it just sparked my interest at three years old that I, I wanted a violin and so I asked Santa for one for Christmas that year and I got one and it was my favorite toy and when I picked it up um, my mom has a picture of me playing it and it's just a little thing, it's got metal strings and the bow had metal strings and so when you touched it together it had buttons on the back and the metal would make it play (laughs) songs or whatever and I still have the fiddle, I don't know what happened to the bow but (laughs) um, she she has this picture of me playing it and I just kind of put it up under my left my left shoulder had never had lessons before and then um seven years later is when I started actually taking lessons because I saw a guy um when we were in 4-H because I was homeschooled as well and so we did 4-H and right. um, activities like that and so at the 4-H entertains uh competition there was this guy who was probably 14 at the time who was playing the fiddle and singing? And y'all actually might know who he is. His name's Todd Elliott.
0: I know who um, he is. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, he's really cool. Mm. But uh, I saw him play, and he he was doing "The Devil Went Down to Georgia," just fiddle and what? like storyteller style. And I was just enthralled. And I looked at mom, and I was nine at that point. I was like, "Mama, that's what I want to do." <laughs> so we got in touch with his teacher. Yeah. Um, we found out who his teacher was and she was a classical teacher and so I wound up uh, learning classically for about four and a half years and did youth symphony and all um, in between and she would teach me a fiddle tune here and there and so when I started lessons with her when I was 10 is when she showed me the first few fiddle tunes that I ever learned and it was stuff like Golden Cabbage Down and Crippled Creek, and Old Joe Clark and um, at this point I had been taken maybe three months and my sister decided she wanted to play the mandolin and so she started taking from a, a guy named Dennis McIntyre who lives uh, right right close to where I live and we would go over to his pick shack on Monday nights and um, she would have her mandolin lesson and then he found out I was taking fiddle and he's the one that kind of put our first little band together and so we called ourselves Carolina Jasmine <laughs> um <laughs> It was me and my sister and our cousin, uh, Katie, playing the bass. And eventually, we added two more members and played together about four or five years. And we went to Fiddler's Grove in 2010 and competed in the junior bluegrass band uh, category and wound up winning. And I think we did, like, Orange Blossom Special and... Uh, what was it? Maybe down to the river to pray. That was it. That was the right. song that we always liked to sing. And turns out we were the um, the first all female band to win that title um, in the festivals. I guess back then it would have been 85, 86 years, but they had never had an all female band to win before. So that was really cool for us.
0: That is really <laughs> cool. A bunch of little girls. Yeah, I mean um, that's really cool. I agree. Yeah, it was. So, and, uh, so during this time, oh well, okay. Uh, I guess during this time you were continuing your your violin lessons.
2: Yes, I was. Uh, um, I was doing a youth symphony in Hendersonville, North Carolina. Okay. And so we would travel to Hendersonville once a week, and we had we had a couple of days every week that we just dedicated to music, Right. and then got to where I started taking banjo lessons from uh, Kristen Scott Benson and um, my sister was taking mandolin from her husband Wayne at that time and so we had about three days a week that we were just dedicating to music lessons and running up and down the roads and my mom and dad were so gracious to do that for us and it just I mean, you you don't know at that age when you're like thirteen or fourteen, you don't realize what your parents do. True. And then listen back, it's like I don't know how you put up with us for that long taking music. <laughs> oh, I know. Taking
0: <laughs> on a banjo, and a mandolin. Um, at least you weren't drummers. So. <laughs> That's true. Yes. Yeah. That is true. So. But, uh, I don't
1: know, if banjo, banjo
0: or on. drum. I
1: don't
0: know. Yeah, I mean, both of them can be. I agree totally. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean. But, um, then as we
2: got older, um, I kind of had to let the classical stuff go because I never really learned how to sight read, and that kind of became a problem. And I was learning how to improvise my own breaks at that point, and that's what you do in bluegrass is you just hear it and you, you come up True. with it on the spot, and that's kind of what I was better at um, instead of just trying to read something. And um, so my sister Autumn and I found some other local – Musicians and started a band called Most Wanted Bluegrass, and uh, we wanted to be kind of like bluegrass outlaws, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, but that was fun for about four years, and
0: we um, oh, no. all okay. you know, kind
2: of went our separate ways. We we did a lot of fiddlers conventions too, and won several of those, and got to play at Dollywood uh, places like that. So that was that was really fun growing up. I mean.
3: Okay, o- outside of the
2: a
0: lot band, did you I
2: say <laughs> they got to do that as a, you know, 14, 15-year-old.
0: Oh, I agree. Who's still in
2: high school, so that was that was really cool to get to
3: do, especially with my sister.
0: Oh yeah, I'm sure that would be. Now let me let yeah. me ask you, at some point, did you enter did you enter just with bands or did you ever enter as a as a fiddler?
2: I did. Usually whenever we entered as a band, I also entered as a fiddler.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, because I've noticed that, uh, I mean, you have, you have some fiddle contest arrangements I have noticed. Um, (laughs) I've um, I've
2: got a couple, I wouldn't call myself a contest fiddler just because, I spend a lot of time on the road and like after, after most wanted, I went on the road with Darren and Brooke Aldridge and a lot of that was just, you know, you hear it and you learn it and yeah, you can listen to what the previous fiddler did, but at some point you have to come up with what you are gonna do on your own. And so that's kind of mostly what my style is. is not not technically like contest fiddling. I've got a couple of tunes I do that way, but most of my time was spent just kind of learning how to improvise, right. so.
0: Well, oh, well, that's okay, you brought it up. So you're playing, so how did actually the uh, Brooke and Darren deal come about? So
2: we actually played the same festival, Most Wanted did, and Darren and Brooke did. Um, and it was actually in my hometown of Union Mills. And I think that was the point where Becky Buller was um, starting to do her own
3: thing. Right.
2: And they were looking for somebody to kind of fill in until she kind of got on her feet a little bit. Right. And I was 17 at the time. And my, uh, my mom and Darren uh, swapped phone numbers and he called her the next week and said we got a church gig and Becky can't make it. Does Carly want to try it? And I was like well sure. So he sent me a bunch of tunes to learn and um, that was the first time I filled in. And I filled in a few times that summer before they hired me on uh, as a full time member. So that was, that was a cool experience. Uh,
0: yes that is. We'll, we're going to take a break and then we'll talk about that a little more. <laughs> So, all of a sudden, uh, you get a call from Darren, you do a job at a church, and yeah. and then the next thing you know, you're on the road?
2: Pretty much. I mean, for about uh, three months, I filled in every once in a while, and then next thing we know, it's IBMA week, and I had just turned 18, and the day after I turned 18, we're going full force at IBMA, and then...
0: I was the new member, so that's Ah. kind of how that happened. Wow, now. Yeah, um, it was really cool. That has taken you a lot of places, I guess, that, um, had you even given any thought as to what was going to happen when you took this job? I mean, did you realize where it was going? I I
2: don't think I did at the time, no. Um, I mean, there... There have been people in my church since I was just starting to play the fiddle, and they were saying, you're going to be playing the Grand Ole Opry one day, and I'm like, ha yeah, sure, whatever. And then um, one day in 2017, um, Darren and Brooke get the call that they're going to get to make their Opry debut sure. mm-hmm. with John Cowan, and I get to go, and so it's like, Wow all those years of people saying you're going to get to play the opry it's like it's like coming to fruition now it's it's happening so and then they were a huge hit and got called back i think they've played it 25 times now and i've played about 15 or 16 of them and it it's it's still something that i'm trying to process, I guess, it's like, have I really done that, because when you're back there, it goes by so fast when you're on stage, and so it's like, did we really just do that, so, but it, it happened, and we got to go to, um, to Ireland two years ago, and to Prague, in the Czech Republic, so, and that's just something that I look back on, and it's like, I, I can't believe I got to do that playing music of all things. I mean, people sometimes get to travel with their jobs, but they don't always love their jobs. Exactly. And, yeah. And so to be playing music and doing what I love and get to travel and share that in other countries is just, it's really neat. And it's something that I, I don't need to take for granted. And I thank the Lord for those opportunities that, that he
0: allowed me to have. What, so, at any point, was, at any point, did you feel overwhelmed or maybe what am i doing i mean I, you know <laughs> there were a couple
2: of times because we would be out on the road and not get to our hotels until two or three o'clock in the morning and then we'd have to wake up at six or seven to get on the road and make it to the next festival right. on time because we had a, a slot on stage at 12 o'clock and still had a few hours to drive and it's like oh, uh, is this even the best thing to do but yeah. it
0: This is a bit boastful, but I know you've been on stage with a lot of really fine musicians, a lot of really fine other fiddlers. Were you ever intimidated? I, Were you intimidated? I mean... Oh, uh, yes. I mean, okay. Say <laughs> say, say uh, say you're there, and I know you've done this. Uh, Stuart Duncan is there. Is that intimidating to you? It is. It, it really is. I mean, he's
2: such a phenomenal player. and No doubt. I try not to think, because I... I don't like when people put
0: me on a pedestal, and I, I try not to do that
2: with certain people. But that's
0: great yeah. I just freak out, and I can't help it. So. Oh, I, um, I mean, I do understand that. Well, I mean, you look over there, and you and you're fine, and then all of a sudden you go, "Oh, that's Mark O'Connor." Oh, uh, oh yeah, and I and I'm playing yeah. fiddle. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, even
2: even people who are not fiddle players, I mean, like we have shared the Opry stage with Scott Vestal before. Yeah. Yeah, Scott.
0: Sutton. Yeah, yeah.
2: And it's just like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, I, this, these are things that I thought about, you know, maybe as a teenager, but not getting to do it. It's like happening in front of my face and I'm like, okay, this is crazy. And uh, at one point, we actually played at the station inn and I don't think I was supposed to get on stage but because it was more like a Darren and Brooke duo thing I think if yeah. I remember it correctly but I did and um uh Janae Fleener was there yeah. and I didn't I didn't know who she was at the time right because um, I I don't listen to like too much country music but she was there and I found out later oh she's Blake Shelton's fiddle player what I was on stage <laughs> with Blake Shelton's fiddle player she was just as sweet as she could be and so we got to do a couple of cruises, a country music cruises, and she was there, and she's just, she's one of the sweetest people I've ever met, and she's just so down-to-earth, and so it's hard to, to be intimidated by somebody like that. It's like, true, yes, yeah. she's amazing in her own right, but, you know, just that down-to-earth attitude is what does it for me, and it's... I, I still can't believe that I, I can call Janae Fleener a friend and, and John Cowan and Jimmy Fortune and them, they're all just so down to earth it's like you would never know what they've done as a musician you know if, if you didn't know if, if you didn't know music you would not right. know
3: True. because of
2: their, their humble attitudes and that, that's something I really aspire to, to be is yeah. you know have that kind of same attitude as sure. they
0: do yeah uh-huh.
1: people like that really show you how to act
0: they do, <laughs> they, do.
1: they do as a, as a
0: musician and Being around awesome. being around musicians a long time and a lot of different ones at a lot of different levels You do know the ones you do appreciate the ones that are that way Particularly when you come across the ones that aren't so yeah. you know, yeah. I yeah. mean, I mean you realize that uh, wow, they're that talented and nice too. So I mean yeah. So yeah. That, that really is also I got to ask you did she wear fringes everywhere? <laughs> <laughs> I just had to know if, if, if she wore them off stage and everywhere yeah
2: as far as I know I mean i definitely did that's just her style I know. it fits her
0: so well it does. <laughs> big red glasses too I mean did she wear those too most of the time yes. <laughs> well that's just something that probably interests no yeah. one but me but you know <laughs> alright Daniel we're, we've got you up and playing Bluegrass, so what happens, what happens, you know, do you continue your education? Do you decide I'm going to be a full-time musician? What happens? Well, it's, um, you know what it's kind of it's kind of crazy just trying to kind of know what the right thing to do is. I really want to do music for, you know, for a living. At, sure. At, at that point and really kind of make a dream come true in some, some aspects, and so I, I do around the age of 16 16 to maybe 18 I'm finishing up school and homeschooled
1: and finishing that up and you know pursuing music right as much as I can with with our little band the back Creek bluegrass boys and um, we got to play at some cool places and for some cool people and um, then around 18 somewhere somewhere around there start making music with the uh, with the trailblazers yeah. and uh, we farmed in early 2016 and um, so lots of lots of really cool things happening with that all the while I'm doing you know kind of in school and starting college and um, working towards a just an associates in arts degree at the time and um, our first few gigs were, were really crazy and within our first four shows we opened for Blue Highway in Charlotte and then we opened for Ricky Skaggs in, uh, in Charlotte as well. And um, that was just a, a crazy experience.
0: No, <laughs> but, yeah, I'm sure it was. Yes. We didn't
1: think what happened. We were like, okay, we've peaked, we're
0: done. <laughs> <laughs> we, we can't, we can't do any better than this. No, well, and, I um, mean that I, that is really that is really cool for just to to be at that stage in your career. I'd say that was really cool. Right?
1: No, we were we were blown away and just really thankful for for all the opportunities. And um, we got out and recorded our album uh, with Scott Vestal in Nashville that summer.
0: Yeah. 2016 and where, we have m- that one and do you remember where you did we, that um, at at Scott's Place is that where you did yeah, it yeah
1: we, we did it at Scott's Place yeah. out, in, out in Goodlisville
0: yeah and um took a few days couple of days and did it and it was it was a great experience we're, we're hoping to get back into the studio this summer like I said and so it's been a, it's been kind of a
1: drought <laughs> a musical drought oh, for yeah. us oh, just yeah. creating new music but we've been playing a good bit and trying to get our music out and, yeah, well, i've been blessed to play in some really really awesome places and meet some really awesome people so. well,
0: i have seen the tony rice influence on your playing <laughs> yeah, yeah it's
1: uh, it's, it's kind of undeniable for a lot of a lot of us younger pickers yeah, well I have, mean, uh,
0: yeah you could pick so. i mean i mean while you're picking them you may as well pick tony if they're any better you know <laughs> might as well,
1: mine yep. as well. So. you
0: ever you ever actually met tony
1: i, I never have i mm. uh, really haven't had the opportunity to but
0: i think um, that's a little harder to do these days uh, anyway yeah yeah i, I don't think it's so, quite as easy as it used to be i don't i don't believe so, so but, um yeah lots of influence
1: from fellow, fellow players um brian sutton i took took some online lessons with brian sutton yeah, Brian's fabulous. For a bit and, um, that was a very good experience got to know him pretty well and just,
0: uh, trying to learn from the best and, uh, um, that's, um, those are awfully good really? players um, <laughs> absolutely now I, I think you, they favor each other don't they do say? they do <laughs> yes I've, I've looked at you know I've looked at the videos too uh, of course when he did when you guys did our show he was sitting down but when you stand him up he even has some of the mannerisms <laughs>
3: right. so
0: you know um uh, Although I hope he takes better care of his voice, <laughs> <laughs> I'll I do my best. I try. You, you know, I, I mean, to. Tony's a Tony is a fabulous story in himself. Um, yeah, it's a, it is. Yeah. So it's um okay, okay. Now tell me about the two of you guys in your music. I mean, what you know? Tell me what's the vision and the goal here.
1: We've. Um, yeah,
0: well, we, you might. We, okay.
1: Press that, press that question a good bit. Yes, And not we? Um, we have. So, we've really, really been blessed to kind of have a very similar vision with our music, and um, you know, we're pretty excited about things to come. But we um, aren't really looking to do. Um, well, we are. We are trying to do kind of a duo, um, a duo I'm thing. Waiting. Yeah, it's. Um, but we, we really are thankful that we can also both play you know proficiently and
0: right. sing proficiently together. Right. Um, which we believe is something that you know is a little bit different. You know, you usually have maybe two singers that don't maybe play lead or right. You know, lead players that might not sing. But we're
1: you know we're we're excited that we can bring both
0: things. To well, the table. yeah. I mean, you have strong vocals and strong instrumental abilities, without a doubt and versatility too i mean you know yeah. so and it's but, really
2: neat because our voices are kind of not not necessarily the same range but they're very close they are close and like with yeah. that acapella video i was telling you about that we did um we were trying to decide over text like what key are we going to do this in and i started singing it in b and i know that daniel it Probably too high for him, and I was like, "Well, what if you start singing it like out of the F sharp?" I was like, "I think I can hear you singing it that way." And so it's just neat how our voices work in that sense, so yep. where we can modulate and still be able to sing harmony to each other without you know one straining or one singing too low
3: or one singing too high. Yep,
0: I that thought was really I neat. thought for the show that you guys did for us, I thought you had everything. And this is a professional thing. I know that people do not understand a lot, but I thought you guys had your songs in the right key. Now that seem, that seem, I know that seems like like something minor, but but lots of singers don't sing the songs in the right key for them. I mean, yeah, you know, particularly two people. I, so that I mean that's a little touch and go to find the one that that works. And you, yeah. you guys have done that well. Yeah. yeah, it allows
1: a lot of creativity, you know, to kind of work, like arrange a song a little bit differently depending right. on how we want to sing it. You know, if we want to change key, you know, we can change the key. Right. Try to hopefully make it, you know, too choppy or something like that. But yeah. um, so a lot there's a lot allowed that we that allows for some creative creativity. Yeah. So with
2: what you were asking as far as our our goals together sure. um, yeah. I think we're we're kind of at a point where it feels like a transitional stage because I just signed on with Mountain Home and All right. the goal I guess was to eventually play together but for now, I'm not playing with Darren and Brooke anymore, and then Daniel's still playing with the Trailblazers, and I'm trying to, like, get my own thing started. So it's like, how do you mix that up together? And so that's something that we, we talk about, and it's like, well, can we do this this gig together? And people have asked us to play, like, at their weddings and stuff hmm. like that and events. Um, we, did, we do some fundraisers together, and um, mm-hmm. just trying to go from there and kind of, get some things under our belts and um i think with daniel's schooling and uh getting his business degree it's going to help a lot and understanding what we need
0: to do well you know you get, yeah i was I, yeah. Yeah. yeah i mean yeah. you know there is a big market for duets or you know i mean yeah. you do a lot why yeah i forgot what you just did for a, a living for a few years but there is i mean <laughs> you know that is um there's plenty of room in that market also, so. Yeah, uh, and we're not trying to like, copy, copy people. No, I don't, yeah. I was oh, not do. in any way oh, implying yeah. that because oh, yeah. what you guys no, do is is totally different. I mean, yeah. uh, which I think there is,
3: uh,
0: I see all kind of, of places that you both can go musically. I mean, it seems like a wide open world and door to you guys, I mean. Yeah. You know. Well,
2: and it, it's kind of cool too because we're we're both really good friends with Wayne and Kristen Benson, and they. I mean, I I know they've had people ask them, why don't you guys play in the same
3: band together? Right. And it's like, well, if one doesn't have work,
0: then the other one still, you know, still does. Income. True. That's kind of
2: my thoughts on that. Yeah. You know, If we start doing more and more things together, it's like, well. Daniel can you know have that, and I can have mine, and
3: um,
0: yeah.
2: then still do things together on the side. As of right now, and who knows what the Lord has in store? I mean, yeah,
0: you don't. Kind
2: of praying about it, and um, just trying to go a little bit at a time. <laughs>
0: uh, well, okay, this is this is all uh, right. This may be pushing it a little bit, but uh, uh, okay. IBM a will probably roll around in October, and everything will maybe back to normal. So if you get, mm-hmm. if you go down there, are you going down there? Carly and Daniel? <laughs> we
1: are uh, not sure about that think, yet. We're seeing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not
2: sure this year. I mean, we'll go together, but right. I don't think we have anything to do um, as far as like as a duo down right. there. Yeah. Um, I think I,
1: what Yeah, go ahead. I think what we'll do is probably. Pursue every opportunity we can.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I think that's a good. Um, I think that's a good decision. You know, yeah, I know that uh, my band, the, the Trailblazers, we're
1: we're working on trying to get some things there. I know Carly is trying to get some solo things
0: there for her right. album and for her um, for her label. And you know,
1: we're we're hoping that I can be involved with her things. Uh, you know, and you know, if there is a place where.
0: Carly and I can play I a duo. we're, we're going to do it.
2: Yeah. So. Uh, well, yeah. There's not, people nowadays, I mean, there's people do multiple things. You know, it's not just you're, you're stuck with one band and that's all you're that allowed to do. It's like they do five or six things and um, that's kind of in the boat. That's kind of the boat that we're in
0: right now. Well, I'll, give <laughs> you, I'll give you a, a big time country version of uh, what you guys going on uh jason isbell and his wife amanda shires you know two two mar- a married couple who has independent things but also play together so you know, so i mean it, it yeah. happens all the time one other thing yeah. would you be a part of her band <laughs> <Daniel>. <laughs> i would
1: i would definitely okay I, all right yeah, no, it's, uh, there's no question okay
0: that's good. I mean, I, that, you still have me, of yeah. That's, that's
1: me talking, but, uh,
0: you yeah, know. yeah. I mean, I was asking you. I was not asking her if if she yeah, would. I'm,
1: I'm, yeah, I'm one hundred and fifty
0: percent behind it. That's and great. So, super super excited for all all the
1: opportunities she's got coming her way. That um, uh, you know, that the Lord Lord gives us, and that's another that's another thing that we we have together. where we really are
0: centered around spreading the word of the Lord and, right. and, um, uh,
1: encouragement and positivity as well, I guess.
0: Well, I mean, yeah. um, well, while we're yeah. on that, is there a, yeah. a gospel possibility out of this combination? Yeah, uh, yes,
3: absolutely.
0: So the doors, done... the doors are <laughs> wide open.
2: It is. A couple years ago, we got asked, um, to come be a part of a, um, pre-concert that Faith Fest was having in North Wilkesboro, and that's like a huge Christian music festival that happens every year. I think it's relatively new, but (laughs) a couple years ago is when they started doing the pre-concert just to kind of get things excited and wrapped up for the weekend, Um, but they asked the two of us to come and play some gospel music and some Christian music for that, and that was really neat to be a part of that lineup. And so that that was probably our biggest gospel thing that we've done yeah. tonight.
0: I mean, I knew that was um, a big part of what you guys did, and a big part yeah. of your 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 music. And I wanted to make sure we touched on that some too. So yeah, yeah, we're really
1: well, excited song, to, right? to be a part of church services, or you know, just being you know for small small congregations or anything really. We we really yeah. enjoy bringing our music and trying to. Be a service to the Lord and, and to people and um Yeah, that's, that's really what that's the that's the heart of what we do. Yeah. It's it's not really because of you know, what we think we do is good. It's because we you know, we believe we're gifted from the Lord and, and that He gave it to us and we, we ought to give back and um yeah. you know give back to Him and, and hopefully be an encouragement and the light to like to others and yeah.
0: Yeah, that's a wonderful mission that's the in part itself I find a lot of our songwriting
2: too is, yeah. is, is putting out some kind of message like that just letting people know that God loves them and um like daniel said just kind of putting out that positive message well,
0: I think yeah. there's no better time than these days we're in to be doing that yeah. actually so what else do people need to know about you guys Instagram and right.
2: on Facebook, um, we don't have a website yet, but uh, hopefully, we'll we'll work work works. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Facebook is Daniel plus Carly, and it's the plus sign, and then Instagram is um, at Daniel uh, underscore the word plus and underscore
1: Carly. Yeah. So.
0: Uh, both of you have music on Spotify, right? Uh. yes Trailblazer are on there. Carly Arrow was on there, and there's a
1: small Christmas album. A little, a little, little small thing that people might not know about that we did. It is two years yeah. ago. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, so that was a, that's a fun one. Or was it a year ago? Babe? it was a year ago. Uh,
2: I can't remember.
1: Might you know too. what? It's fine. It's it, but it's it's out there on Spotify. It well,
2: is. We did a couple of our favorite Christmas songs. And
1: yeah,
0: oh, that's cool.
2: Pull those out when it's um. Yeah.
0: Well, certainly you know, after. People
2: could
3: listen to it in July because some people might like Christmas in July. But that's
0: right. My son, <laughs> my son-in-law, and my grandson love Christmas. They would probably like Christmas in July. I mean, the, the two of them are just—they just really love Christmas. Well, I do appreciate you guys driving to the convenience store <laughs> and and taking this time, um, you know, to come and do this. Uh, they'll certainly, you. Oh, well, thank you. Well, they'll certainly yeah. be able to find right. the two of you tomorrow on YouTube. Um, yes, so, we're excited. So, um, outside of that, I think the future is bright for both of you. Uh, and I look forward to to watching what happens with you guys. Uh, thank you. Again, thank you. stay safe during this time. and uh, too, stay well. Um, yeah. I'll look forward to another chance to do this with um in person and uh see what happens down the road. That sounds good. Thank, thank thanks you. for everything you're doing, Sandy. We thank, really appreciate it. Thank you. You've both been a blessing to me. So thank you.
3: Well, thanks, Sandy. <laughs>